And when you're fighting existing reality and you're looking at your results and you're saying, what's a thought that I can have to change these results so that I can do something different to fix it? You are entering into the spirit of the problem and the problem has nothing to do with your goal. Welcome. You're listening to the Reprogram Your Mind podcast and I'm your host, Todd L. Bowerly. Think between 60 and 70,000 thoughts a day. 98% of your life is controlled by habit. If you want to change your life, you have to start by changing how you think. think. When you change you, everything in life changes. If we can see it in our mind, we can hold it in our hand. Welcome back to the Reprogram Your Mind podcast, everybody. My name is Todd Bowerly. I'm a coach that works all over the world with clients, helping them reprogram their mind for success and live the prosperity and abundance that they really want. Uh, this is episode 213. Do you, you want to know why I call it episode 213? This is season two, episode 13, because of TV shows, because I am a completely massive geek, uh, you may or may not know that about me, but now you do. I am a massive geek. And so when I'm labeling my shows, the first digit is the season. And then, um, yeah, so we're episode 213. I don't know, random trivia. And now the more you know, the more you know. Where have I been? I bet you guys have been like the last few weeks. Like, where's Todd? Where's, where's an episode of the podcast? Well, I, I'll tell you, I've been struggling. I've been stuck to some degree. Sound familiar? I'm sure some of you are stuck and struggling. So I've been working with some coaches and mentors. Uh, I've had some spiritual healing. Um, I've kind of withdrawn and done a lot of study and meditation myself to figure out what's going on or even better, what's wrong with me. And leave it to Bob Proctor in an old recorded video that I was watching uh, to, to teach me about what I was doing wrong. I, I've, I've watched so much Bob Proctor information in my lifetime. You would think I would know it all at this point. I mean, I teach his material. I live it as best as I possibly can every day, but I still learn something from this call. He taught me that I was stuck and struggling because I was really entering into the spirit of the struggle and whatever the conditions and circumstances and environment uh, was presenting me. I was thinking from from those results. And because I am an overly transparent person, I suppose I might as well just share that journey with you guys because I know that you're struggling with it just as much as I am, if not even more, because I have resources and experiences and 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 so much history of success that I, I know that I can work through it. But I got to a point where I went like, I can't do this alone. Like something... I need to get help beyond me. So I'm watching this Bob Proctor lesson, and he he explains this. He says, you, you look at a result, and whether that's the job that you're in or the amount of money you're earning, the state of your relationship, um, fighting with your families, whatever condition, circumstance uh, that you have in your life, you look at that as a result, and you say, there's something here that I don't like. And you spend all of your time thinking, like, what's an idea that I can implement to change that result? And I'm looking for an idea that I can get emotionally involved with, that I can put into action that then is going to impact this result. 
And this is fighting existing reality. And when he said that, I went like, wait, that's what I've been doing. I, I know better than to fight against existing reality. What are you talking about? And so I, I stopped it and I rewound it again. And he says, you're looking at the result and saying, I want to have a different result. And then you're thinking, what is an idea that I can get emotionally involved with enough to take action on and change that result? That is fighting the existing reality. So I rewound it and I watched it again. And I'm going to say it one more time for you guys. I've watched it probably five, six, seven, eight, 10, 12 times. Like, I don't even know how many times because I saw it differently. He said, you look at a result and then you say, I don't like this result. I want to change this result. And you start thinking up different ideas. You're trying to find the right idea. One that you can get emotionally involved with, meaning get excited about, get impassioned about, that you're willing to take action on. And to put it into some sort of behavior or action, knowing that that idea, because you're positively emotionally involved with that idea, it's going to change those results. That is fighting your existing reality. And Bob always quotes Buckminster Fuller and says, you don't change things by fighting the existing or current reality. You change things by building a new model of reality that makes the old model obsolete. That's how you change things. That's how you create a quantum leap in your results, a dramatic improvement and increase from where you've been before. Anything else that starts by looking at your results and trying to fix those results or change those results absolutely is fighting that existing reality. Instead, build a new model that makes an old one obsolete. The difference being you're aware that your results can be improved or can be different, but you start meditating on spirit based on your goal and what you want. Who gives a shit what your results look like. Who cares? It can change in an instant. You can reverse 10, 15, 20 years, 20 years of poverty in a single month of prosperity. There's examples. In fact, even just as I say that, there's an example that we have happening right now in the present day of nature doing the same thing. In the American West, we've been fighting a drought for the last 20 years, getting worse and worse and worse. Uh, California has been in a drought for 20 years. In, in, they are one storm away now, one storm away of bringing moisture that will end, that will technically, by whatever accounts... Um, they want to measure what the drought is. They're one storm away pretty much from ending this 20-year drought. And all of that has happened in the last month or six weeks. Nature works with rhythms and cycles and you are a product of nature and you can work in, in rhythms and cycles as well. You can struggle for a really long time and all of a sudden uh, everything collapses uh, in a good way, all your learning, all your knowledge, all the behavior, it all collapses into a single moment. And like that, you can have a quantum leap in your results and wake up in a completely different world. And all the work that you've done has been pay has paid off. That's what overnight success looks like. It looks like 20 years of drought and then a month of rain. But you don't get to that point with success by looking at the result and thinking about the result and trying to problem solve the result. You don't do that. You go inside yourself 
and you affirm your goal. Affirm means to give power to. Affirmations, we talk about affirmations. The words that you speak, the thoughts that you have, the emotion that you put into it strengthens what you want. If you are putting all of your attention and emotion and thought power into looking at results and problem solving it, guess what you are affirming? You're affirming the results. You're giving more energy to those things that you don't want. You are stuck in a cycle that is forced to repeat itself. And I thought, well, I've got my goal. Uh, I, I have my goal for the amount of money that I want or, or the things that I want to accomplish and achieve. I am thinking about those things. I'm putting that in there. <laughs> but I had fallen into this trap. And I, I should know better, right? This is part of the other thing is we, if you're reading, if you're listening to this podcast, if you've, if you've read some of the books that I've recommended, if you're really working on yourself, you should know better than that. But you forget. Sometimes circumstances, conditions, people around you, you can absorb their energy and their way of doing things and you can fall into harmony with the way the world works. And I hadn't realized how much I had done that because, you know, I've had a lot of things. There's been health challenges with my dad. I've had some physical health challenges as well. Like in all this, I'm supposed to be exercising and losing weight and I've got great progress, but my, my weight hasn't been great. Um, since last summer when we were getting the house done, which is still not done, um, we should have it done hopefully in two weeks. Have you guys ever seen the movie The Money Pit with Tom Hanks? Two weeks, two weeks, it'll all be done. Anyway, um, it, it should be should be done, but I've let that affect me because I came back, I didn't have an office to work from. That's part of the reason why there's been disruption in the podcast schedule because I've had things happening in the home and haven't had a quiet place to record at times. And, and so I haven't run any events and I haven't done anything to um, promote and grow my business. And so I've just kind of been stuck and waiting in limbo. And I w- was watching this video from Bob where he says he's moving out of his house. Uh, this, this was back in, I think, 2020 or maybe 2000. Yeah, it had to have been 2020. Uh, he was moving out of his house for six months while remodeling was done. And he says, if you're not careful, you can allow this to control your mind. And I went, oh, man, where was this video nine months ago when I started the remodel on my house? I go, okay. How have I made an error? Because clearly I feel stuck. Clearly I feel frustrated. How have I made an error? Well, I was looking at those results. I'm going to read from Entering into the Spirit of It, which is the title of a chapter from the book The Hidden Power by Thomas Troward. Thomas Troward is one of Bob Proctor's favorite authors, one of the things that he studied over and over again. And there's been times where I've read some of these chapters like for 30 days or more, uh, there's an article yourself in here that is really fantastic. I call them articles or essays. Um, they're they're really more essays than anything. Um, Touching lightly is another one of my favorites. Um, affirmative power is one. One that really changed my mind when it came to money was the spirit of opulence. But this one that one of my mentors suggested that I study is called entering into the spirit of it. And I want to do a little bit of reading and explain this here because the spirit with which you enter. Okay, whatever spirit or energy that is that you enter into, you are going into that frequency of thought. You're going into that frequency of emotion and that frequency of behavior. 
And you have to be careful about what you're entering into because you could enter into the spirit of frustration and outrage. Uh, if you're if you're working in the political arena, you are entering into a spirit of divisiveness. I'm not saying you shouldn't, but believe me, it's really difficult to work in that environment and try to work towards positive change when everybody's divisive, right? Um, you can enter into the spirit of poverty if you're really looking at your bank account and really frustrated that you're not earning money and working from fear of not having enough money. You can also enter into the spirit of oneness in your meditation or the spirit of prosperity with your business. It's up to you, the spirit that you enter into. But listen to this here. He says, Entering into the spirit of it, what a common expression, and yet how much it really means, how absolutely everything. We enter into the spirit of an undertaking, into the spirit of a movement, into the spirit of an author, even into the spirit of a game, and it makes all the difference both to us and into that with which we enter. He gives a couple of great examples here. A game without any spirit is a poor affair. An association in which there is no spirit falls to pieces, and a spiritless undertaking is sure to be a failure." On the other hand, the book, which is meaningless to the unsympathizing reader, is full of life and suggestion to the one who enters into the spirit of the writer. The man who enters into the spirit of the music finds a spring of refreshment in some fine recital which is entirely missed by the cold critic who comes to judge according to the standard of the rigid rule, and so on in every case that we can think of. If we do not enter into the spirit of a thing, it has no invigorating effect upon us, and we regard it as dull, insipid, or worthless. This is our everyday experience, and these are the words in which we express it. And the words are well chosen. They show our intuitive recognition of the spirit as the fundamental reality in everything, however small or however great. Let us be right as to the spirit of a thing and everything else will successfully follow, right? Oh, just get into the spirit of this party. Get into the spirit of, of you know, going to see this concert or, you, you know, people all the time that go to these things and that are miserable, right? Because they're not in the spirit of it. And that is energy. That is frequency. That is resonance. And when you're fighting existing reality and you're looking at your results and you're saying, what's a thought that I can have to change these results so that I can do something different to fix it? You are entering into the spirit of the problem and the problem has nothing to do with your goal. Where do we start with reprogramming your mind? You start with having a goal and a vision. You get into the spirit of your goal and your vision you breathe life into it, and the goal breathes life back. Who cares what the problems are? You can't solve the problems by thinking from the spirit of that problem. Listen to this. He explains this much more clearly here in the next paragraph. By entering into the spirit of anything, we establish a mutual vivifying action and reaction between it and ourselves. We vivify it with our own vitality, and it vivifies us with a living interest, which we call spirit. And therefore, the more fully we enter into the spirit of all with which we are concerned, 
the more thoroughly we do become alive. The more completely we do this, the more we shall find that we are penetrating into the great secret of life. It may seem like a truism, but the great secret of life is its livingness. And it is just more of this quality of livingness that we want to get a hold of. It is a good thing of which we can never have too much. Let me break this down. He says, it's this mutual vivifying action and reaction. Remember, action, reaction, or law of cause and effect, it's one of the main laws of the universe. The action that I send out causes a reaction, which then the returning energy from that reaction can alter or change our conditions, our circumstances, our results, the law of cause and effect. Well, we strengthen, we vivify our goals with our own vitality. We do this by meditating, by visualizing, by really seeing and imagining our goal as it is, as it already exists presently here and now. We vivify our goal when we build a vision board and we look at it every day. We vivify, we give life to our goal by standing in front of the mirror and looking in our eyes and saying, I'm so happy and grateful now that I am or have or do whatever it is your goal is. And the more you give your goal life, he says, we vivify it with our own vitality and it vivifies us with a living interest, which we call spirit. If you could close your eyes right now and imagine your goal as existing wholly and completely and see yourself as that person that's living the life of your dreams, that has the relationship that you want and the family that you want, that has the amount of money that you want, that can go and do vacations with the family, that's living with a practical abundance. If you can close your eyes and put all of your focus, all of your energy into it, I guarantee you, you will feel better. You will feel stronger. You will feel happier. You will feel grateful. You will feel inspired. And you'll be inspired with ideas. Let's even look at that word, inspired, in spirit. Meaning that the goal starts to feed you. And he says, the more fully we enter into the spirit with all with which we are concerned, the more thoroughly we become alive. This podcast is something you can enter into the spirit of. You can take these words into your heart and let them move you, move you forward to what it is that you want to. You can be in the spirit of gratitude and leaving every person with an impression of increase so that the cashier that you meet at the store, that you're thinking about them as a person and you're seeing them as a person and in the spirit of relating to human beings, you can leave them with the impression of increase. You can be in the spirit of a TV show or problems or some event you want to go to or your goal. You can also be in the spirit of growing your awareness, of learning more and becoming more fully the person that you want to be. 
every little thing from small to tall. If we enter into the spirit of it, we become more fully alive. Why? Because we're living in the present moment. We're living in the present moment and we're enjoying everything that life is giving us. And if we're enjoying everything that life is giving us, I promise you, life is not giving you problems. Life might give you puzzles to solve. Life might give you obstacles to move and grow around. Life might give you trials to teach you lessons and grow in your awareness, but it's not a problem for you to fix. And you see it as happening for you, not to you. I'm going to give you an example of that. Um, Shout out to Matt, one of my clients in Flagstaff. I think it was Wednesday. He sent a message. We've got a WhatsApp group with our our clients. He sent a quick video call before our, our coaching call on Wednesday. He's smiling and having a really great time while he's driving. And he says, hey, I'm driving into work. I'm saying my affirmations. And a snowplow goes over a bridge up above me. We're getting a lot of snow in Flagstaff. And this happens and he flips the camera around and its windshield is all shattered. Like completely shattered. Like you can't, like unsafe to drive shattered. Uh, It's not just a crack. This thing is shattered. And Matt is smiling about it. And he's, he's like, I was saying my affirmations at this moment. This is, I could see this as a spiritual pop quiz And I started immediately thinking, well, this has to help me somehow. This has to help me. I don't know how. Isn't this funny? This has to help me in some way. He's entering into the spirit of living his life in that moment, saying his affirmations, putting energy towards who he wants to become. And he's had some struggles over the last couple of weeks and has asked for some additional help, which I've been there for. and, And he's grown... I think incredibly, Matt, I know you're listening to this because you're such a dedicated listener. I think you've grown a lot in the last few weeks. But he's in the spirit of living. And he saw this not as a challenge, not as a problem, not as something negative. Like, this is something that happened. Am I going to let it control me or am I going to stay in control of my mind? And he was in the spirit of staying in control of his mind and he did. So, like, what a great example it is of entering into the spirit Most of us don't think. Most of us don't think, and we enter into the spirit of what everybody else is doing around us. We allow their thoughts and their energies, their emotions, their behaviors to affect us. And when we see it as a problem, we're fighting against that existing reality. And in doing so, we might have some some pocket of awareness in our conscious thinking mind about our goals that we're going to, but vibrationally, emotionally, You are one with the problem. You have entered into the spirit of that problem. And it definitely is controlling you at that point. Now, he goes on to say, if you really want to understand something, you should look at what it is not. So I think we kind of understand a little bit more about what entering into the spirit is, but what's the opposite of that? Uh, you know, these, there are two, there's really only one thing. There's two extremes, but there's one thing. Let's take prosperity, for example, and poverty. That's really one thing when it comes down to material wealth. One is extreme lack and one is extreme abundance. It's really one thing and which side of that thing you're focused on, you tend to only think or enter into the spirit of that one thing. So what's the opposite of spirit? Well, Thomas Troward writes, the opposite of spirit is the word mechanism. 
the mechanic, and I'm reading from, uh, again, entering into the spirit of it. He says, the mechanical tendency of the age has a firm grip upon society at large. We habitually look at the mechanical side of things by preference to any other. We enter into the mechanism of it instead of into the spirit of it. And so limit, so when we do that, when we enter into the mechanism, we limit spirit and refuse to let it have its own way. And then as a consequence, we get entirely mechanical action and complete our circle of ignorance by supposing that is the only sort of action there is. So again, when I said I was looking at some of the problems and I was thinking about the problems and trying to come up with an idea to solve the problems that I could get emotionally involved with so I could take action to solve the problem. I was in the mechanical. There's a better way to get a different result by entering into the spirit of what you want, of what my goal is. See, the principle is this, is that spirit is the cause of all things. Everything that you see in your world, like I'm looking at my Apple watch right now, that was created as an idea. It was created spiritually first before it was put into the mechanism, the mechanical world, and created as a physical object. Spirit is the cause. Mechanism is the method by which spirit manifests. And if you are focused entirely only on the mechanical, you're just going to assume that's the only solutions and you're going to continue to work on that same frequency. And what he says here, he says, it. Uh, what we have to do is maintain our even balance between the two extremes, denying neither spirit nor the mechanism which it is from and through which it works. The one is as necessary to a perfect whole as the other, for there must be an outside as well as an inside. Only we must remember that the creative principle is always inside and that it is the outside that only exhibits what the inside creates. Like there's a principal cause, a primary cause, and a secondary cause. The primary cause of all things is spiritual. If you want to reprogram your mind and change your life, what is the principal cause? That is what you are thinking about and what you are emotionally involved in. Are you thinking about your conditions, the circumstances, the world around you, the amount of money you have in the bank account? Or are you focused on the goal, what it is like to live an abundant life, where the real source of money comes from? And this is really hard for a lot of you logical thinkers out, out there. And, and I fall into this realm so easily to be thinking logically, reasonably, rationally, or in Thomas Troward's words, mechanically, right? To think that yeah, I have to move things around in this 3D world. Boy, that's so exhausting. The true cause of anything is going to be the goal that you have planted in your mind. And if you spend time thinking about feeling assuming that that goal is inevitably going to happen no matter what, you are then going to be able to work from the spirit of that goal. It is the spirit of that goal that gives you the inspiration, the ideas, the plans that you need to put into practice through some kind of mechanism. You will have to take some sort of action. And the best action that you can take is a mechanical one, like a process. You know, my podcast is a process. It's a process of I have actually learned in editing my podcast that I am learning from myself as a conduit of spirit uh, the same way that you guys are. But this is also a process. It's a process to reach out to people that can't 
uh, that maybe can't afford coaching or to have people who are questioning whether coaching is the right thing to do or not to help you get to know me and understand what I teach. Um, it's a process to reach new people and impact other lives. It's a process that I have to to change the world. I mean, it's a humble thing, you know, but with now that we're in uh, well into five figures of, of listeners, um, and, and downloads, like I forget how many countries this podcast has been streamed into, but this is, this is a mechanical thing. And what's driving this episode right now is my spiritual shift that I had over this last week while I've been growing to this week. And I'm, I'm busting through and busting into the other side of it. The spirit is causing this, but this is a mechanism for me to articulate my own thoughts and be able to reevaluate where my own growth is and what I have learned as I listen back and make edits to this thing. And it's also a mechanism to reach out and touch your heart so that you can go and give greater good to the world. And if it comes to a point where you, like me, realize that you need help in doing so, I'm here to help. And maybe we can have a conversation. This is a mechanical action and behavior that I can do as a process over and over again to express my spirit as long as I'm tuned in and, and dialed into the spirit of a thing. You need to have both. I really hope that makes sense. And I want to leave with this kind of call to action. Uh, I had several calls to action this week for myself. I reached out to some of my mentors and I've had conversations with them and gotten counsel and advice from them. I've had some spiritual healing. Um, I've uh, I've gone back to my old classic mentor, Bob Proctor, to learn from him. And I will tell you this, if you are feeling stuck, chances are you have entered into the spirit of your problems, of the conditions and circumstances around you, and the solution escapes you. It's so impossibly hard to think outside of yourself. Because you are plagued in your subconscious mind with all of your programming and all of your conditioning and all your habits, the habituated state of being that you're in, you need someone outside of yourself to help lift you out of that, to pull you out of it. That's why I have mentors that I go to. And these aren't just friends that I message. I've invested a lot of money in myself to have some of these mentors. And they are there to help serve me, to help me remember my mission my purpose, to enter into the spirit of my highest and best self. That's why I'm here. I'm here to help you enter into your highest and best self. Sometimes we need the help because we can't see past our own limiting beliefs. We can't see past our programming. We need to have someone else that we can go to who can point it out, who can shine a light and say this way, here's the way to go. So if you've been a long-time listener, or if you're a brand-new listener, if you feel like you'd like to have a conversation, if you're feeling stuck, and it's you know that now is the time for you to take action on your goal, or it's going to die, I would love for you to reach out. Let's find a way that I can help you. Let's figure out a way to get you started working through some of the programs that I have and some of the self-study and some of the group coaching that I have going on. Let me help guide you that way so that you can enter into the spirit of your highest purpose, of your goal, of your dream, so you can make it a reality. That's what we need help for. 
That's why we go to the doctor when we're sick. That's why we go to the, our therapist when we're having problems with our relationships or with our mental health. That's why we need to get coaching to learn how to apply these things. We're not meant to do it on our own. We go to church to feel closer to God. We, we speak to our, our spiritual leaders or those people that uh, have some stewardship over us. We speak to them to have help. And here's, here's the interesting thing. You're, you, the only way out of where you are at is through the power of your mind. And I was studying the other day, and I, I, I forget the number. It's not in front of me. I'm not going to pause and, and look it up. But the hundreds of millions of dollars that companies, businesses, and corporations have spent understanding marketing psychology so that you can fall into their funnel and purchase their products so that they can thrive off of you is, is insane. How much money have you invested in your own mind? Because other people are doing it for you. Other people are investing in your mind so they can understand. How much are you investing in your mind so that you can guide yourself to where you want to be? Well, that's why I'm always, like forever, I will always have mentors and coaches that I go to. I'll go to people that I can learn from because I understand the power of my blind spots and I want to be the one that's in control of it. So I just wanted to share that as well. Coming up in the Reprogram Your Mind podcast, I'm going to be interviewing more people. I hope you really enjoyed the last episode with Doug Dane. I'm going to be interviewing some clients of mine. I'm going to be interviewing other mentors of mine, people I have learned from, and other people that are in this mindset space as well. And I still have plenty of books. If you've seen any of my YouTube videos, you see all the books behind me. I am reading. I am studying continually. So I'm going to dive deeper into this and using myself as an example, because I'm, I'm a product of all the work that I do. I'm never going to tell you to do something I don't do myself. So I am day three into reading the entering into the spirit of it challenge. And I'm going to keep doing that for at least 30 days. And I'm studying Bob's entering into the spirit calls and teachings that he's had as well, and really making that a theme of my life. So I'm going to be sharing more about my journey and how it's affecting me and how I'm growing so that you can see from my example what you can do and how you can implement this information in your life. Take care, everybody. Thanks for tuning into this episode. Don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode of the Reprogram Your Mind podcast. And if you have the ability to leave a review on whatever platform you're, you're listening to, please do so. Uh, it helps the podcast grow. It helps people who need to hear this message hear it as well. In fact, I want to share a recent review. This is from Zance Lembrano. Here it is. I saw him on TikTok a few years ago, hearted few of his videos, and I was focused on growth on all major departments during this time. Health, wealth, spiritual, 100% recommend him for starters, not because he is surface level knowledge, he genuinely loves and is passionate about it. And what he is talking about, the best part is he breaks down into layman's terms so it's easy to follow and digest. I want more contact content from him, but I understand you can't rush art. I really appreciate that. And this guy creates. Love this man. And thank you, Todd. I'm very proud of you and uh, all the work you have done. So thank you so much. I really appreciate it. I do feel like this is art. I have fun creating it. And for anybody that wants more content from me, I am with my coaching clients at least twice a week and more if they need help. 
uh, every single week continually. That's the best way to be getting more content uh, from me, more guidance, more practical applications so that you can live practically and abundantly as well. Because why? Well, we become what we think about and so do you.